Welcome back to DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein at AWOD Radio on all social media platforms is where you can reach me throughout the show if you want to chime in or you can call 1-800-636-1067. And guys, it is time to splash some cash here on 106.7 The Fan with Adam Epstein. The opening game in the final stage of World Cup qualifiers. Guys, this is a huge match for America to start their campaign with confidence. That's why I'm going all in on the win. Christian Pulisic will be back from COVID spell. Weston McKinney, Josh Sargent, Serginio Dest are all playing all throughout Europe and playing well. This is a strong U.S. men's national team. I'm taking them to defeat El Salvador at minus 145 on the money line. Over to the NCAA college football. Who have been the most dominant teams? The two most dominant teams of the past five, six seasons. It's obviously Clemson and Alabama. Alabama Road Tide, the Clemson Tigers, those two, those two programs are miles ahead of the competition. So guys, in all the aspects of the game, I expect Alabama and Clemson to get back to the college football championship. So that is a parlay for Clemson and Alabama to win their divisions. Yeah, Clemson win the ACC, Alabama to win the SEC. That is a minus 125 parlay. I'm all in on those guys meeting in December or January for the college football championship. All right, over to the NFL, the week one matchups. Guys, I'm looking at a guarantee victory. I'm looking at all the lineups here, all the games from week one. Who am I saying is going to come out the gate and be the horse with a bum knee? Well, I think the team that's going to put up a stinker is the Texans. And so I'm looking at who are the Texans playing. Well, I don't love the Jaguars at all. Urban Meyer's got a ton of question marks on that team. Trevor Lawrence probably could have gone pro after his first year from Clemson. So he's going to want to come in and make a great rookie debut. And so that's why I'm taking the Jaguars to defeat the Texans by 14-plus points. That's a crazy line of plus 340 on the Jags to defeat the Texans by 14 or more points. I love that bet because I think the Texans are going to be really bad this year. And the Jags, although I don't think they're going to be good throughout the season, they have a lot to prove week one, and I think they'll come out hot. I want to end this week's Splash for Cash with some more NFL week one love. Guys, a parlay of my top two teams for the first week of the NFL season that's the Green Bay Packers and the L.A. Rams. The Packers against the Saints. So many question marks with the Saints offense. How will Jameis Winston look? Will he be a turnover machine like he was with Tampa Bay a few years ago? And then you got the uh, L.A. Rams. They're going against the Bears. And the Bears are actually starting Andy Dalton. Andy iPhone 6 Dalton is starting week one. They're going to blow that game. So I got the Packers and the Rams parlayed to win. That's a plus 113 bet. And those are my splash for cash picks of the week. And Linnell, I know you are keeping the splash stats here for our audience. Where are we looking at so far? What have, what have we done? We've done three episodes of splash for cash. Well, you're looking good, Adam. Uh, so you had a PSG Champions League winner. That was a future bet that you put in. 
Yeah. Uh, you have the Jets as the worst team in the league. Another futures bet that you put in. You notice the trend here? A lot of future bets. Well, that's because you can't tell me I'm wrong until the end of the season, <laughs> baby. It's smart. So he's got the Dodgers as NL winners. Another future bet. Michael Porter. This is the one I like. Michael Porter Jr. to win NBA Most Improved Player. Yep. I love it. And then Ashley Barty to win the Women's U.S. Open. Yep, and that takes place next week. So we'll get an update on that next week. Uh, I have had one loser, though. You didn't lose. Roger Federer, you had him to win the U.S. Open. He's injured. Yeah, so that's not really my fault. Not your fault at all. Chelsea defeated Arsenal, but the over on two and a half goals didn't happen. Yeah, that's what happens when you pick parlays. You make a fool out of you and and your (laughs) audience. (laughs) But you've got one undecided bet. You've got the Seahawks to win. Week one versus the Colts and have a over a 48 and a half. I yeah. like what I'm smelling what the uh, AWOD is cooking on that. Oh, what's your, uh, what's your favorite of my plays from this week? I like your week one. I like your week one parlor. I love yeah. it. Two, yeah. two easy ones to get you off to a hot start this betting season. I love it. Yeah. Give me more. And my biggest thing with the Rams is I think they're going to come out hot and show off their new shiny weapon, Matt Stafford. I expect them to put up 25, 30 points. And I, I don't think uh, the Bears offense will be able to keep up with them. So that is your Splash of Cash segment here on 106.7 The Fan with Adam Epstein. Splash of Cash with me every week. You can tweet me at AWOD Radio if you want to throw me your bets here on The Fan. The truth, I can't just be with you and only you. Yeah, I got one virtual, got one in that dance, the only two. Man, how many times have I shown and proved? Man, how many nights I've been woke, swerving the potholes, not trying to put the wheels on the road. Okay, funny how life goes. He thought he was sick, now we wiping his nose. Okay, soon as you give him your soul, you blow up and they say you're selling your soul. Okay, they want my life exposed, they want to know about the highs and lows. Well, summer all I did was rest, okay? And New Year's all I did was stretch, okay? And Valentine's Day I had sex, okay? We'll see what's about to happen next, okay? 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 We'll see what's okay. about to happen Welcome next, back okay? Welcome to 1067 okay. I'm Adam Epstein. Okay. We'll see what's about to happen. This is AWOD Weekend Radio, and I'm at AWOD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O on social media. And I want to go around the NFL fantasy football here, because, guys, I haven't done my draft yet. So I've been looking at all these mock drafts now, and which running backs are you most confident in this season? I, I, I think uh, I've got a pretty good list here of guys, uh, and at least for me in fantasy, I'm grabbing a running back probably my first three, maybe even four rounds, because I think that's the most important thing is getting a superstar running back on your team who's going to put up 15 or 20 points every week. Number one on my list is Christian McCaffrey. If he's healthy, oh my God, look out. He averaged nearly 30 fantasy points per game last year in just the three games he played. So if he's healthy, he's your number one. Number two on my list is Dalvin Cook. Because I hate Kirk Cousins, but I love Dalvin Cook. I'm looking for him to cook and be a beast again this season uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. I love the fact that he's their number one running back by far. He's going to get you know the bulk of the carries. He's going to be a huge part of their offense every single drive. Number three on my list. That's Ezekiel Elliott because there's question marks surrounding Dak Prescott and his health, but Zeke, it's a comeback season for him just because after how many terrible fumbles he botched in 2020, I see him going off no matter how well the quarterback play is and him being a top five running back this year in fantasy football. Next on my list, Derrick Henry. 
I think it's pretty obvious there. Nothing nothing to see that you don't like with Derrick Henry. No reason to see his production slowing, slowing down, especially with them getting Julio Jones and having another weapon on the outside. Julio Jones doesn't score touchdowns. If you look at his stats from the last four years, he doesn't score touchdowns, but he'll catch it and bring it down to about the five or one yard line. And then who's going to run it in? It's going to be Derrick Henry uh, for the Tennessee Titans. I love drafting him. And my last one is a reach, and that's Najee Harris. Because personally, I think he could be up there for rookie of the year. And Pittsburgh, by definition, loves to run the football as a club. That's what they do. They use their first-round pick on former college football player of the year, Najee Harris. So I expect Najee to eat this season. And I want to tell you guys about guys that aren't running backs that I would absolutely draft in the first round if available. Not my top two, you know, if I had a top three or top four pick or top one or two. But round five or six, I would take a shot on a guy like Travis Kelsey. I, I, or as Travis Kels, as he's told people he wants to be called now, right? He's not slowing down. He's such a huge part of this Chiefs offense with Mahomes, Magic, and them scoring in the red zone. Kelsey will be the number one tight end by far. And he'll probably actually score more points than half the wide receivers in the league. So you look at it, you draft a guy like that in the first round, you have... Your number one tight end, he's the best tight end in the league, and he's going to score more than a lot of wide receivers. He's going to put up 15 or 20 points. He's had games where he scores multiple touchdowns. I expect him to continue that for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. I want to talk about Devontae Adams. That's Aaron Rodgers' go-to man. All right, And that's a wide receiver uh, that I would absolutely draft in the, fir- in the first round if it was a top 10 pick and he was open. The Packers will probably be in a lot of shootouts this year. All right, like always, and Adams, Devontae does such a good job at getting open in the back of the end zone because Aaron Rodgers always has these plays here where he's scrambling around, he buys himself time, six, seven, eight seconds when they're in the red zone, and he finds someone in the back of the end zone. It was Jeff Janis for a while, you know? Uh, And so it's Devontae Adams recently, and that's his guy. Uh, I think he would be your leading scorer most weeks. Uh, I think he's going to be really good. And then my last guy here, I would say is Tyreek Hill. Just because that pure game-winning ability. he's going. There's a chance that he could win you a fantasy matchup because he does so much in maybe just one quarter. Nobody's better than him at it. I mean, nobody gets the points in bunches like Tyreek Hill. He'll catch a screen pass, run for 60 yards and a touchdown. That's 13 points for your fantasy team. He could have a 40-point game for you and win you your league that week. All right, Or he could have 15 points in one quarter. Hill is the answer for a bad week of running back performances. Because he has the potential to go off for 100 yards and a touchdown every single week. I'm really looking forward uh, to fantasy football this season. Linnell, have you gotten your draft for fantasy? Do you have a team name yet? What's your situation? I'm actually trying to get in your league. But oh, you want to get in the listener league? I, I actually would like to get in your league, yes. Well, you you might have to buy me a cookie. Sure. I'm, I'm just kidding. All right, all right, you're in the league. Yeah, you're in the league. Definitely trying to get in your league. Yeah. What, what, where can people find you out on Twitter? Because you N- have to tweet out the, the league. Okay. N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. What is Side that? Nelly? Point. You go by, that's your nickname? Nelly? Nell. 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 You know. Linnell. What if I called you Lynn? We just did it the other way. You want Like Lynn manuel Miranda. No. You don't, you don't even know who that is. I, you? I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. He's the dude that, that wrote Hamilton, the play. You don't, you're not familiar with Hamilton, are you? I'm actually not familiar with, with Hamilton, but I feel like whenever I discuss plays, I have to break out this voice. Well, I mean, Alexander Hamilton, it is a, it's an American story. 
But I guess it, American it, or American? It, it's America. Amer- oh, now you're botching it for me. <laughs> but it, it's it's American. But it is right after the Revolutionary War, so I guess that accent makes sense. It's it's a pretty good accent. Tell me, what did you think of Ronaldo signing for Manchester United? I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a, a solid addition to their club. Do you, do you think uh, that they could compete for? A trophy this year? They might be able to. I think the fans want to see it. I think the club wants to see it. The organization wants to see it. You mentioned earlier, it was a very active uh, transfer window, and they were definitely able to capitalize. Yeah, they were. Uh, I'm still picking uh, Chelsea to win the league and Manchester City to win the Champions League. Uh, Do you have a French accent that can kind of explain the impact of Lionel Messi going to PSG? Uh, Messi, uh, he comes over, he plays. No, I don't have (laughs) it. I tried briefly. No, but your British accent was was fire. You've been watching a lot of Idris Elba, huh? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, me and Idris, it's actually Idris is the <laughs> way he uh, pronounces it. It's one of my cousins. I actually, when I play Martin, I uh, commentate in this voice right here. Oh, really? Yes, I do. Uh, I love that. The whole time. Your boys are probably geeking out. It's definitely very funny content. <laughs> it's very funny content. It's good stuff on AWOD Weekend Radio. Well, you, you might have to chime in for my new soccer segments here because, you know, I love the Premier League, so I'm going to do a soccer segment Almost every week, and you could just throw in some commentary. And then I do my, my do my voice, and I go by Mr. Willingham. Well, Mr. Willingham. Mr. Willingham, what do you think about the soccer going on tonight? Where are you from? Are you from Berkshire? Are you from Sheffield Wednesday? Ah, uh, Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Manchester originally, though. We relocated after the war. Sometimes we just need to throw the outline aside and, and let me and you go back and forth and BS. We can do it. It's good radio. It's, it's great radio. It's great me. radio. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's like Cakes had a lot of fun with that on the Junkies when Wayne Rooney came to D.C. Oh, everyone loves my cousin Wayne. It's my guy. <laughs> Big Wayne Rooney stan. It's your guy. It's my guy, definitely. Big Wayne Rooney stan. <laughs> All right, we got, we got my guy, Chris Russell, the rooster, coming up next year. Adam Epstein with you till 4 p.m. on 106.7 The Fan. DC Sports Radio 1067, the fan. This is AWOD Weekend Radio. It's your boy Adam Epstein. And we have a preseason football game tonight at 6 p.m., just about two and a half hours away. Uh, is where the well, coverage will begin for Washington versus the Baltimore Ravens. Usually a huge rivalry. I can't stand Baltimore. Regular season game that I'd spend all four hours of the show talking about. But a preseason, you know, I had other things to get off my chest here. As we get ready for preseason game number three. It is a meaningless preseason game, though. And, uh, you know, I'm sure all the audience is ready uh, for the regular season. And joining me on the hotline right now... Uh, he's either on his way to FedEx or he's in FedEx. That's my guy, Chris Russell, the rooster. What's going on, Chris? Yeah, hey, what's up, Awad? I'm uh, unfortunately still on my way. You know how traffic and uh, life goes. I uh, had to pump some iron today, Awad, to get ready for this spot. To ju- if you're going to join the Awad Army, you got to be bulking up, right? <laughs> it's football season. It's hot. 
you got to be getting in shape. So that's what the rooster I mean, did today. May- maybe bulking up by eating pizza because the pizza's always banging on EWOD Weekend Radio. <laughs> oh, you got to love some banging pizza, man. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. Who is our answer at special teams? Do we re- do we have that answer? Are we still looking for our punt returner and kick returner? Well, I, I mean, listen, I, I have answers. I don't have the answer. Uh, here's what I would do. All right, uh, I would <clears throat> I would keep um, Jarrett Patterson on the roster, obviously, as the fourth running back and primary kick returner, and I would keep Dax Milne as the sixth wide receiver and my punt returner. That's what I would do. You've been talking about um, Dax for, like, the whole offseason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been high on him. I mean, I, I started to fall in love a little bit with DeAndre Carter when I was down in Richmond, um, you know, with you that day, uh, the final day of practice in Richmond. But he probably, Awad hasn't done enough, you know, quite honestly, the last couple of weeks, even though he's got good speed and he can return punts and kicks. I, I, I just look at Milne as being a guy who is, A, your backup slot receiver for a guy, Adam Humphreys, that's had some injury concerns over the last couple of years. And... Again, I think he's your best punt returner that you've had uh, in a while since maybe Jamison Crowder um, you know, was in his prime and before he started getting hurt all the time. Um, so to me, that's what I would do. What they're going to do, this is what I fear. I, I, you know, I think they're going to lean towards Antonio Gandy-Golden as the sixth receiver and try and squeeze Milne, um, you know, uh, Milne and, 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 and maybe even DeAndre Carter through to the practice squad, knowing that you're 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 going to get one of them probably, if not both, and you can call them up the first two weeks of the season without even putting them on the 53 man roster if you really need to, because they allow you to expand to 55 under the uh, COVID rules from last year and also this year. So that's what I think they're going to do because I don't think they want to lose AGG, even though Ron was very transparent earlier this week saying, look, he was uh, not good in New England, which I guess we all saw, uh, and, and he was much better uh, against Cincinnati, which I think we all saw. And I thought he had a pretty decent week of practice um, from what I saw, Awad, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Seemed like he was a little bit more confident catching the football, catching it with his hands instead of letting it get into his body and all of that stuff. You're listening to Awad Weekend Radio. I'm Adam Epstein, my guest on the hotline, my guy, Chris Russell, and it appears as today's preseason game number three tonight will be just a dress rehearsal. Who's going to get the start at quarterback, and how do you expect that to play out? Uh, I wish I could tell you I knew definitively. I mean, I'm sure you're going to see a lot of Kyle Allen and a lot of Steven Montez. I just don't know if they're going to completely shut down Fitzpatrick or give him a series. What would you do? What would you do, though? I I would play Ryan Fitzpatrick for six series. Mm-hmm. And the first team offense. Yeah. They're not good enough right now. I know nobody cares about the preseason. Uh, they're 0 for 6 in terms of series scoring touchdowns. I know they've moved the football, which was Ron's explanation, uh, throughout the week, and I get it. I, they've moved the football. I think Fitzpatrick made some really good decisions last Friday night against the Bengals, shy of one, which he should have been picked inside the 10 yard line. But I, I, I thought he just didn't execute. So he was a little bit off, right? But, but to me, that's timing, that's rhythm. And now, if he doesn't play a whole lot tonight, or if he doesn't play at all, and I understand that's the invoke thing to do. You want to protect your guys, blah, blah, blah. Uh, games don't matter. If he doesn't, if he doesn't do it tonight, 
right? If he doesn't play tonight, if he doesn't execute tonight, even if he does play, well, then you're asking him basically to, to go three weeks without playing in a game. And coaches are always going to point to, well, yeah, practice this, that, and the other thing. Okay, that's great. Name me the first time you've ever seen a quarterback sacked or hit and lit up like a Christmas tree in practice like Fitzpatrick was on you know, two occasions last Friday night. So to me, it's hard to develop the timing, the rhythm, the, con- the consistency, the chemistry you need with receivers, especially Curtis Samuel, who obviously hasn't practiced in forever, when you're not getting hit, when you're not getting sacked, when you're not under that same pressure that you are in a preseason game, never mind a regular season game, eh, what? So, Chris, for the audience members out there that are you know, diehard uh, football team fans, you know, give me some reasons and some people who to watch for tonight. If you're not going to see a lot of the starters, give me a reason and some people that you want to keep an eye on. Um, well, you, you know, I, I mean, look, I, on defense, I'll start, obviously, with Torrey McTire. I think he's been a really, really, really nice, pleasant find and surprise uh, of camp. He started last week. I, I assume he's going to play a lot tonight, if not start again. Uh, I mean, if you're sitting down most of the first-team offense, what the hell are you putting, you know, WJ3 and, and Kendall Fuller out there for? Uh, I mean, if we're gonna, if we're if we're not gonna play, we're not gonna play, right? I mean, we're gonna sit everybody or we're gonna sit nobody. That that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, but Tory McTire is a really nice story. Troy Apke, I know fans hate him. Um, I, I'm telling you, Awad, look, he's developing at corner. He's far from a finished product. He's better, I think, at corner than at safety. So do they think that. That doesn't mean right away he's going to play corner or he should be trusted to play corner, but it means he's better than he was at safety where the angles are different and the assignments and the role and the the space you got to chop up is different. Uh, I I think he is a core special teamer, and Ron said an ace. I don't know if he's an ace. I know he's a core, and I'm not cutting that guy. So to me, that's my fifth and sixth corners. Now the question becomes is do you take 11, uh, 11 defensive backs and five safeties, right? Because Landon Collins, Cameron Curl, DeShazer Everett, Bobby McCain, I would presume are your top four. Then it comes down to, okay, number five is Derek Forrest, the rookie, fifth-round pick, or Jeremy Reeves, who actually played pretty well last year when he came up midway through the year. You can't take six safeties. I don't see how you can do that. Um, but do you take five? Do you take four? Again, ra- roster gymnastics, I don't know what they're going to do. I think they'll take 11 D-backs, six corners, five safeties, and go heavy back there and go lighter linebacker and defensive line, taking eight defensive linemen and six linebackers so you have a natural replacement for each spot. That gets you to 25 on defense, Awad, and then you can do the old 25-25-3 split. Uh, quickly on offense, I would say, look, obviously, Samus Reyes, does he catch the ball clean? Um, you know, I know he's strong. Is he good technically blocking? Does Ricky Seals-Jones ball out tonight and secure that third spot and they take a chance trying to get Reyes through? The, the buzz, the feeling, the anticipation based on people I've talked to, uh, and, and I guess I'll lean here is that they're going to take Reyes over RSJ. I would probably take the sure thing in RSJ over Reyes, but I think they'll protect Reyes and 
try and get RSJ back on the practice squad because, again, the rules are so different this year. My guy Chris Russell joining me on AWOD Weekend Radio. I'm Adam Epstein. Baltimore really takes the preseason seriously, or at least it seems like it with their preseason uh, win streak. In Washington here, we take our preseason MVPs seriously. It's something that gets talked about year in, year out. Who's Washington's preseason MVP this year? Oh, I mean, you know, like, I could go, I guess, one on offense and one on defense if you want. I mean, Jared Patterson I is you know, the, me, the obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean that, you know, that's on offense. Uh, you know, and that, that doesn't mean that Deami Brown hasn't been good. That doesn't mean Sam Cosme hasn't been pretty good, uh, so on and so forth, right? Uh, but, you know, that's the easy one. The one on defense, you know, I would – I would probably, and this is, again, just me, uh, I would probably lean towards, you know, a guy like McTire uh, or St. Juice. You know, I mean, I guess you can go either or. Both of them were very active against the Bengals receivers um, last Friday night. And I know, you know, some drops by um, Jamar Chase helped, but they were contested drops, Awad. They weren't, like, wide-open drops with nobody bearing down on them, nobody in tight coverage. So, I mean, I, I'll probably just split it just to be fair to both of those guys because I think they both balled out in practices consistently, and I think they both played very, very well in games. The area that I'm so, 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 so concerned about and still and have been concerned about all offseason when nobody was paying attention to this is the Hopkins Thing. And I know Ron keeps chalking it up to, well, it's new chemistry with Cheeseman and this, that, and the other. Great. Hopkins wasn't good last year. I know he finished strong, but he wasn't good last hey, year. Hey, you're not, you're not alone on that, man. I've been screaming, oh, I get know. him out of town, you know? I, well, here, here's the thing. I, listen, I, I, I'm a younger me, Awad, probably your age, would have been doing the same. I'm a little more patient now and a little bit more understanding um, so I would say, listen, you're going into the season with him barring an absolute but, but Chris, disaster Chris, hold on a second, tonight. though. Didn't a few kickers, a few pretty good kickers with track yes. records just get cut recently? Yeah, Joey Slive uh, just got cut down in Carolina, and I think Ron and his staff brought him, I think, uh, from Virginia Tech into Carolina. So that's a possibility. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, 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 again, I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, you know, especially after if, if there's a bad performance tonight. But here's what I here's what I'm worried about. He's missed that I've seen four field goals just in practice in the last two weeks. Um, you know, to me, when you combine the two misses against New England, the fact that he missed seven field goals last year, uh, I think uh, six out of seven from between 40 and 49, plus two extra points. That's a lot of misses. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't go down to just Cameron Cheeseman being a long snapper and no chemistry and rhythm. And here, let me give you one other one for you, right? If that's Ron's mantra that, hey, it's all about developing chemistry and rhythm, which, I, again, I, I believe it is legitimate. I'm not saying Ron is wrong. But when you have to cut dust, if you have to, when you have to, whatever, Cut Dustin Hopkins after tonight's game, uh, a week from now, uh, three weeks from now, after week four, whatever it might be, don't you have to build up that chemistry and that rhythm and that timing and that, you know, kind of like mental 
whatever, yeah. um, trust with a new kicker. So, like, why didn't you bring somebody else in to at least push Hopkins right. and at least partially develop some of that chemistry? Right. Oh, and Chris, I mean, you could even argue that it was a mistake letting go Sunberg. I mean, he was great here for so long. Yeah, he was. I mean, listen, I, you know, uh, I, yeah, I've talked to people close to uh, both sides on that, and, and, and the consensus, Awad, is, you know, that, that um, Time you know, they wanted, to, they wanted to go younger at that position, right? Nick was 34, I believe, right. and he had the surgery last year, and he was a tick off last year. They all felt that he was just a little bit off last year and didn't know if he was ever going to get back to 100%. Um, gotcha. And I would just say that, you know, Nick's looking for the perfect opportunity right now. Uh, I don't know if he's going to find it. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you could never rule out, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, a situ- I mean, if Cheeseman is so terrible, <laughs> I guess you could never rule it out, although I don't see that happening. Um, you know, but, but the, the, the bottom line is, is hey, well, this could cost them two games, yeah. you know, easily this year. Yeah, easily. I, I agree yeah. with you. Chris, Maybe I, I got to run, man. Thanks so much. See you, pal. Appreciate yep. you. Yeah, you know, I I desperately hope that Washington doesn't lose a game because of a, a Hopkins missed field goal. It would drive me nuts. Adam Epstein on the fan for one more segment. Don't go anywhere. I'm the man. Y'all get it, do you? Type of money, everybody acting like they knew you. Go uptown, New York City. Some Spanish girls love me like I'm out with Twitter. Welcome back to 106.7 Wad Weekend Radio. You can hit me up at AWOD Radio or use the hashtag AWOD Army to get your stuff read on the air. And big shout out to Chris Russell, Lance Meadow, and Mark Schofield, my guests earlier on in the show. If you missed anything, you can rewind with the Odyssey app or check out the podcast. Linnell will post that at the Overtime 1067 The Fan Podcast feed. It's time for my non-sports segment of the week. And I got to tell you guys about late shift AWOD. Yep, night shift Life is legit. It has started for me. I am now working 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., uh, which I've realized means I'm staying up till about 2 a.m. every night. I can't come home and fall right to sleep. I got to unwind, got to watch some TV, uh, get a snack. And so uh, it, it's been a, a game changer for me because you guys know me from the junkies. A lot of you do. Five years on the junkies, I was getting up at 4 a.m. Now I'm staying up till 4 a.m. Legit, Thursday night, I went out to Pamplona. After work, after I got off here at 11, went straight to the bar and just stayed out there all night. I was having a blast. And so I'm thinking this new li- nightlife, Adam, I mean, I, I might go to the bar every night. I might just become a promoter. You know what I mean? Where you just go and you live the club scene because in night shift, Adam, I'm up all night. I can't fall asleep. I might as well do something with it. And you know I'm trying to bag me a honey, Linnell. So where do you get that? You got to go to the bar. You can't find girls at the pizza place. I've tried that. Uh, but you, you did say you wanted to come in here with the non-sports on some some big Drake news. That's why it was Drake Day on the fan. I mean, because I just think we should be giving praise, you know. So what did he do? He had the greatest tease, greatest album release date tease ever. Really? I'm going to go by, I'm going to go why on a limb and so call good? it ever. Uh, he just hacked Sports Center. No big deal. So Sports Center was going on Sports Center primetime in the morning. In the morning, the and one that everyone watches. The one everyone watches the when they have one. their cup of Joe. Yes. And so it, as they went to commercial break, it, it looked like a legit. No, no, hacker, no, 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 no. Right? Not not into commercial. The opening. Oh, the montage. actual opening montage. The actual opening montage. He hacked it to announce that 
Certified Lover Boy will be dropping next Friday. Wow. So he, he must have had a deal with Sports Center or something. I mean, had it. He's Drake. He's the Sports Center probably called him. <laughs> hey man, do you want to drop Certified Lover Boy on on Sports Center? Has Drake, he has he appeared on like First Take and all that stuff? Like I know Lil Wayne has done that. He it's been a while. He normally doesn't do stuff like that. Right. It's, it's weird, but it's been a, during. He's, uh, too, he's too close with the players. Yeah, he's very close with the players. But during the uh, Raptors championship run, he uh, definitely made a few First Take appearances. I oh, remember really? that. Yeah. Man. But I think it was the best thing ever. I, I was definitely sized about it. Yeah, no, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Drake. And he's dropping got on so the same day as Kanye. Are you are you hip to the the beef? Oh yeah, between Kanye and Drake. Yeah, so that's that, really that, what it was. That goes back to uh, when he said, "I creep down the block," <laughs> right? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, speaking of Drake, though, I I just so I I I'm Spotify. I play like old school, like Lil Wayne, Drake, all that. People sleep on how good the old song was. Uh, forever. Drake, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. I mean, you don't have time to find it and play it, but each one of them goes in right there. Unbelievable. And I'm one of those guys, I don't know about you, but like I, I'm a lyric head, you know? So like when I hear it, to listen uh, to hip-hop and rap, I'm listening closely uh, to the lyrics. I'm always finding, you liked my lyric that I tweeted out earlier this week. If it ain't broke, don't break it. If it ain't shook, don't shake it. I loved it. That's Lil Wayne. Um, so yeah. All right. That's my non-sports segment of the week here. Um, I, I can't believe I got so much crap from the haters for me saying it's a good good year of Madden 22. I'm a video gamer, baby. Do it all day, every day. Of course you're going to play. I need That's one thing I need to do. Now that I'm I'm working on a show that streams on Twitch, i got to start streaming on Twitch. Do you, have you ever done that? I have not, but I'm sure the AWOD Army would love to catch you on another platform. I believe They would see me break my controller. Every time <laughs> I lose to my roommate, I chuck that thing across the room, and it cost me 55 bucks to get a new one. Every single time. Thanks to everyone who chimed in for the show. I'll see you next week, next Sunday, 9 a.m. on The Fan. Adam Epstein. Last name ever. First name greatest. Like a sprained ankle. Boy, ain't nothing to